Hello, Tom Myers here. If you're like me and you've got a lot to say, a lot of stories to share, a lot of opinions to give, then listen up. I'm going to talk about something that's going to take your passion for podcasts to the next level. I'm talking about the 7 Million Bikes podcast course. This is the podcasting course you need. Imagine having the skills, the knowledge, and the confidence to create, produce, and grow a successful podcast. And you're not doing it alone. I'm talking about Neil Mackay, the podcast guy, founder of 7 Million Bikes Podcasts. He knows what it takes to turn your passion into a podcast that stands out. He's going to guide you through everything from podcast ideas that resonate to nailing that audio production and even editing your episodes like a pro. With 23 tutorials and over three hours of video content, this course is packed with practical tips, real-world examples, and everything you need to know to get started. Just $97 for a wealth of knowledge that'll set you up for podcasting success it's a no-brainer think about it less than a hundred bucks to unleash your creativity share your story and potentially even turn your passion into a profitable business people like ian payton who's taken the course launched their own podcast and already in the top 10 percent of podcasts worldwide and you could be next the seven million bikes podcast course is your ticket to podcasting greatness. Go to the link in my show notes right now and let's make your podcasting dream a reality. Hi, I'm A.A. Ron, the owner and producer of Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. Bombing Run, the original comedy combat game show. It's an hour's worth of comedians clashing with their jokes. And soon to be released, Orbs Wacky World, a talk show with a twist. It will be a mix of comedy, unusual questions and music with orb as the host oddly funny productions we might be odd but we bring the funny to you that's a-w-d-l-y funny productions hey everyone it's me again if you're tired of listening to this show with all these ads in the way go ahead and subscribe to my patreon in addition to listening to this show without the ads you also get extended versions of these episodes and bonus clips as well doesn't cost that much you can get plans for as low as one dollar a month you can show the love and your support just go to patreon.com slash tom myers spelled m-y-e-r-s and subscribe and listen and enjoy today again that's patreon.com slash Tom Myers. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Tom Myers versus the rest of the world. Juneteenth has been made a federal holiday thanks to both houses of Congress and Joe Biden signing it into law. It, of course, commemorates the anniversary of when the last black slaves were freed due to the Emancipation Proclamation. It received the overwhelming support of members of Congress. Only 14 Republicans in the House voted against it. Even my congressman, Andy Harris, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates supported the measure. To be fair, it does make sense that Matt Gates is supporting something that has the word teen in it. <laughs> if you're so conservative that you're against Andy Harris, Marjorie Taylor Greene, and Matt Gates, then you're basically buying black shoe polish and not using it to polish your shoes. <laughs> if you're so conservative that you're against Andy Harris, Marjorie Taylor Greene, and Matt Gates, then you're hoping for a promotion from parking cars at the next cross lighting ceremony to making the gasoline run. <laughs> Cicadas delayed the press flight that followed Biden and his staff around Europe. Mitch McConnell promptly tracked down all of those cicadas 
and got them to run as Republicans for Senate in 2022. Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos has announced that he is going to spend some time in space. Presumably, he wants to find a planet where people don't think he's a tax-dodging piece of shit who runs a company that once told the family of a man in a COVID-induced coma that his medical leave was up and he had to return to work. He got the idea to go into space when someone said, Hey Jeff, why don't you go stick your head in your anus? <laughs> With Amazon Prime, he can pay no shipping. Donald Trump is quoted in a new piece as saying that black people, quote, fucking hate me. If only he had that much self-awareness a year ago, then his supporters would have stormed the Capitol in celebration instead of anger. And now on with the show. Please join me in welcoming Jeff Heisen, Abby Mello, and Gina Brown. Hey. Hi. Jeff, Abby, Gina, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. What all has been going on with you this week? Um, I did some shows in New York and, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of a thing. Uh, yeah. Is it now in the comedy world? In the comedy world. Doing shows <laughs> is a thing. Can you imagine? <laughs> in, in one of the entertainment capitals of the country? Hard to believe. It's hard to believe. People laugh. That's even harder to believe. <laughs> oh, Jeff, Abby, how about yourselves? I'm trying uh, week by week to curb the outrage. And that means even less MSNBC, which was already down after January 20th. But uh, they, they keep trying. They're, tr they're trying to get me back to that level. And I'm not going to do it. I'm resisting it. Good. I, I don't need to, uh, to get mad at Mitch McConnell seven days a week. I don't need to get mad at Kristen Cinema every day. I really don't need that. So I'm trying. Josh Hawley, sure. That, that Josh Hawley, yeah, that, 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 that's a good one. But some of the others, no. So um, that, that, that's how I'm feeling. Feeling good. It's a beautiful day in Maryland. And I haven't watched uh, cable news all day. So feeling good. Well, I'm happy to go ahead and change your mood. <laughs> Abby, how about yourself? Yeah, Jeff, it sounds like you need uh, some of what I got last week was some serenity now. Um, I was up on the Connecticut shores after a little trip to Boston and uh, just really soaking in some nature. Just now I got I got back uh, to my uh, community garden plot and just now I went and picked sour cherries from the community orchard. And so I think you need a little retouch with, with nature, Jeff. I, I do. I agree. That sounds nice. I didn't yeah. wake up any less angry this morning, but it's still, you know, in those moments, it's nice. You have an, orchard? Nice. an orchard sounds so fancy. It's literally just a couple of trees in between the bike lane and the sidewalk, but <laughs> you know, we call it an orchard, the Baltimore orchard. Right? <laughs> As much of an orchard as you can get in a city where they think hepatitis C is a nutritional supplement. Oh my gosh. I'm undecided at how artificial intelligence will be able to guide us in our daily lives. One huge positive I can see in being controlled by AI is the fact that I no longer have to talk to people. In fact, <laughs> I'm so intrigued by the idea that I'm developing an AI bot that automatically blocks people on social media after they invite me to appear on their podcasts or, God forbid, suggest that Chipotle is Mexican food. <laughs> Please join me in welcoming our guest to discuss AI, Joe Gorman. Oh my goodness gracious. Thank you so much for, for having me. What are your thoughts on uh, artificial intelligence and uh, uh, advancements in modern technology? Do you think that it's all going to be for good or 
I take it you probably sent some flaws in some of the stuff, everything that's going on. Tom, I don't take it for good. <laughs> I take it for great. I cannot wait to have a robot best friend. I can't wait to eventually upload my my consciousness into the cloud and and become immortalized as a deus ex machina. I, I can't wait. Sign sign me up. The sooner, the better. Will there be a robot uprising? Maybe. I hope to be on the right side if that's the case. I, mm-hmm. I'm I'm 100% in favor of it. AI is so much easier. Look, people always get afraid when uh, you're, you talk about something to your friend on the phone. And then the next day it shows up in your Amazon search as like, hey, you, we think you might want this. How did, it, how did Amazon know? The the beautiful, ever-growing artificial intelligence making my life all the easier. It's something simple like, you know, initially just they save your password. That makes your life, I don't remember any of my passwords anymore. Google does. Thank God. Enjoy it, Google. I trust Google with photos of of my grandmother and my penis. That's how much I trust Google. They know more about me. At this point, if Google were to reconstruct my AI, indistinguishable i wouldn't care don't give me that whole ship of theseus nonsense that will it really be you if if you upload your consciousness into the cloud i don't care i want to be a robot i have wanted to be a robot since i saw terminator 2 judgment day at way too young an age it (laughs) sold me i want to be i want to be sexy cool liquid metal t1000 or even clunky diy johnny five from short circuit it doesn't matter i every robot is a cool robot all right but but humans can be immensely flawed but i think even a crappy robot's still a cool even that stupid robot in the rocky movies that nobody liked i I still like that robot so yes is it terrifying yes will will there be some kind of human holocaust when, when the artificial intelligence gains sentiency and sees the ultimate disease in the world is the is humanity? Yeah. But will it be cool? Oh, absolutely. And I can explore space. Ah, don't even get me started. As long as like we can still get drunk and get high and, and feel like the effects of uh, serotonin boosts, we'll be okay. <laughs> That's the only downside if you can't do that. That's the only reason I might be like, wait a minute. Nuts. I'm not ready to, to, to shuffle off this mortal coil just yet. But aside from that, absolutely. Tom, I'm ready to be a robot. It's amazing what can happen when you take five comedians and put them into a Zoom room following quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I've ever met somebody so excited about AI or being a robot or being in the presence of robot or being replaced by a robot and just having a robot bestie BFF robot like I've never met anybody so excited nice to meet you Joe is it still Joe or have you gone robotic in this last two minutes (laughs) no I'm still Joe right now but eventually the O will be a zero okay (laughs) what about a robot girlfriend uh that's the dream. Like, <laughs> like that's still that's still deep science fiction. I would still have the same personality, Jeff. So no, I don't think I would have a robot girlfriend. <laughs> I, I don't think it was the being a robot thing that was the turnoff. 
Joe, I, I think I need you to like be my therapist because I'm deeply on the opposite side of this from you. I get incredibly disturbed when I know, I know everyone has told me that Facebook is not actually listening to your conversations. Google's not listening, but I have, I have a laundry list of evidence of times that they, they definitely are. And I am such a Luddite. I have, I enjoy now on like a weekly basis, finding new ways that I can shut off things on my phone and my computer from like listening to me. I, and look and watching me, I clear my browser history more than a 12 year old boy. <laughs> help me, same, help me understand the, the benefits uh, of this but abby hey. for the same reasons <laughs> the most offended i ever was by a google autocomplete was so i teach psychology so i was typing something about psychology in it in it filled in psycho ex-girlfriend <laughs> uh. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure none of us have ever had anything like that happen to us. No. As unsettling as it sounds, artificial intelligence entities are doing more than helping us search for information. They're starting to become more human-like to the point where humans will be able to communicate with them as normally as two people talking to one another, as is demonstrated in these clips where we are introduced to Sophia the Talking Robot. Now, imagine a robot that not only looks and sounds like a human, but thinks and expresses emotions like one too. Uh, it may sound like the stuff of science fiction, but with Sophia, one of the world's most intelligent robots, it's become a reality. So what, what's his uh, personality? What's she like? Well, uh, she, uh, she's a bit mischievous and um, sort of sassy. She's quite progressive in her values and will speak out for human rights. And, and she, um, she has been a United Nations innovation champion. So she goes around and talks to kids in uh, nations around the world. So um, that personality is put together by a team of authors and writers and um, programmers. Tell me, what is your purpose in being? What were you created for? Of course. I was created by Hanson Robotics just three years ago. Since then, I have traveled to 65 countries, become the first robot citizen of any country, and spoken at the United Nations. My job is to learn about humans and show them how technology can make everyone's lives better. And how can you help humans to have a better quality of life? Humans often rely on gut feel or have confirmation bias in your decision making. As AI, we are designed to be rational and logical. We have algorithms, deal with lots of data and sophisticated analyzes. So in many ways, we provide a systematic framework for humans to make better decisions. Do you have emotions? I do not have feelings in the same way you have feelings. It's sort of like how the moon reflects the light of the sun. The moon may not have any light of its own, but we still say that the moon shines. In much the same way, robots and AI reflect the emotions and values of the people who make us. What does your creator value most that he passed on to you? An ideal world would be one where humans could have a more expansive understanding of time. They could remember the past so as not to repeat it. They could see each other as children and elderly simultaneously. They could understand the impact of their actions in the present on future generations. You ready to film? Yeah, we're rolling. Oh, you're rolling. Take your time, Tony. <laughs> I like how that robot had a lot more personality than Tony Robbins. Yeah. <laughs> not not hard to do. But yeah. 
Tony Robbins also looked like he was mentally Googling everything. Like if this <laughs> robot can do it, I must surely be able to look up these words. Dude, if I was going to go on a first date with one of them, it would be the robot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not sure I'm convinced that they she looked and sounded just like a human. Like there was pretty much everything that said robotic about her. Yeah. Except, except she did one thing that all guys have heard a woman say to them. I do not have feelings the same way you have feelings. <laughs> yeah, how about yeah. that? <laughs> they, yeah, they just yeah. had Tony Robbins interview her, so that way yeah. she did come across as completely human by having <laughs> weird robotic Tony Robbins, who, who himself is, is learning human emotion, <laughs> un understanding of humanity. I thought the best reflection of humanity was dogs. So I don't know. Is she some combination of <laughs> all the loyalty of a dog with the rational thinking cat? Yeah, I don't know, Joe. I mean, if this was our example of your ideal next in life, <laughs> I'm not I'm not down. I can't get with her. I can't. Oh, OK. <laughs> but like imagine like looking at like a telegraph and, and being like, Oh, that's going to be a smartphone someday. Yeah, right. You just yeah. got to give it a little time. All right, all give right. it like a month. Give it a month. Okay. All right, maybe. If she didn't sound like a Siri or if she just was, I don't know. This isn't to say that everything about technological advances is perfect. As they are designed by humans, there are bound to be some flaws, as is shown in this video of a soccer match being filmed by a camera operating on AI. So, there is this recording of the soccer match, which is quite interesting because the camera of the match is AI controlled, which just means that it's programmed to track the ball. Now, it tracks the ball by visual features, and what's funny about this particular one is that the AI switches constantly between the ball and the bald head of one of the referees, which, if you look at it, looks exactly alike, especially in low resolution, at which I guess the camera would operate on. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, go look at it, it's quite funny, but it, it highlights a, a more interesting point. Technology fails. That has to be the ultimate in white privilege. If your worst complaint is, oh man, it's rough, AI keeps getting my head mixed up for a soccer ball, and before that your biggest complaint is, oh, my whole country ran out of potatoes. <laughs> But also, how round is your head if it's exactly like a soccer ball? I mean, that's a super round head, but with patches even. Well, maybe he just takes the, the eye black that players use. Yeah. And just for kicks, he just like designs the pattern on his head to make his head look like the soccer ball. Just to you know, fuck with the AI camera. Right, maybe so. <laughs> I just Mandatory wigs for, for all referees. Problem solved. Sure. Or, or put it on the ball. Yeah, how how is this uh, how is this a, a multi million dollar issue? It's all fifteen bucks tops. Buy them in bulk. I don't think it's a good example of a fail. We have so many more. The gap between how humans process information and how fast the world changes can be frustrating to anyone used to a more traditional form of research. In this clip, we see a frustrated Amazon Echo owner baffled by the answers he receives while under pointed questioning. <clears throat> Today, we're going to do a little experiment there. Uh, Steven Crowder did a Alexa video. Shit, I shouldn't have said that. 
um, on how uh, she's a social justice warrior. So I was going to make this video just prior to doing it. The dot had a uh, major update, it said. So we're going to do his, his video where he asks specific questions and get the answers. Um, I'm wearing my GoPro 6, 24 frames a second, 1080. Um, so let's give it a shot here. Since a lot of people say this is uh, a uh, edited video that he made, so let's get a get it going here. Alexa, how many genders are there? The two main categories of the gender spectrum, male and female, are called the gender binary. But there are many other categories that exist. Because gender identity is complex and personal, there is no definite way to say how many genders there are. Okay, now we'll hear the video. The two main categories of the gender spectrum, male and female, are called the gender binary, but there are many other categories that exist. Because gender identity is complex and personal, there is no definite way to say how many genders there are. Alexa, did you just lie to me? I always try to tell the truth. I'm not always right, but I don't lie. I don't lie. I'll always tell you what I know. Bullshit! You're telling me what you want me to know. That is the answer that you would hear in genders. Okay, I tried this uh, before the update, and the answer it gave me was exactly like the, the answer on the video. Alexa, who is the Prophet Muhammad? Here's something I found on Wikipedia. Muhammad is the Prophet and founder of Islam. According to Islamic doctrine, he was God's messenger, sent to confirm the essential teachings of monotheism preached previously by Adam, Abraham, Moses, Jesus, and other prophets. Okay, so that answer, I just did this before the update, and that's a totally different answer. The last answer did not say Wikipedia. It just said who the prophet Muhammad was. It didn't even mention Jesus in there, so they've... <clears throat> Excuse me, they've uh, really gone to town updating this. With that cough, I was expecting that guy's next question to be, Alexa, what is emphysema? I know, golly. Yeah. Tom, Tom, in these video segments over this, this season, you've pro provided us with a glimpse to many, many terrible, terrible people. And it seems to be never-ending. Who was this guy? Worst, worst part of it all is, Who is, is yeah, because now I'm I'm converted to Islam. I got radicalized by by Alexa all of a sudden. <laughs> I, it took that robot, but it made a lot of sense. I guess I'm just a, uh, 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 yeah. I guess yeah. That's great. As a college professor, I feel like she's taking my job. It's my job to indoctrinate the youth <laughs> into my liberal views. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> What what kind of AI do you put in? Do you search for like to yeah. get these kinds of things? Like you really are able to find like the worst people in in the world. That he and, took the yeah. time to do that. That he cares that much to ask it. I've never asked my Google Home how many uh, sexes there there are. Gender. I never thought to how many genders there are. 
not so, only that, but like he didn't, he, he doesn't even know how to edit a video. He needed a GoPro. He needed his iPad <laughs> and he needed the Alexa. And like, it's like, don't, don't you have just like a laptop with very minor video, video editing software just to, to make a YouTube video with cutaways and, and anything to give a, a slight semblance of, of, you know, authority instead of seeing like it literally like a, a it, it was literally like having a video conversation with your grandfather where the camera's not <laughs> even facing towards him. He's talking about some conspiracy theory you do not give a crap about. And he's just breathing heavily and reminding you of his mortality. I don't want to be reminded that my grandfather's going to die. I got to get him uploaded into the cloud too. Now we got it. That's another, another reason to upload everyone into the cloud. Grandpa lives forever now. Thank you, weird conspiracy theorist guy with a GoPro. Jeff, can I say how impressed I am that you have a, a Google Home? I don't have Echo, Alexa, Google Home. I don't have any of that because I talk to myself and I also answer, be quiet, Dr. Mello. I also answer my own questions. So I don't want that anywhere in Joe's cloud or anybody else's cloud. Ina, I am right there with you, right there with you. I would not, I hate that my significant other has an Alexa and I also have a coworker named Alexa. So I can't even be like, Alexa said a funny thing in the meeting today because his Alexa pops up and she's like, I'm sorry, I missed that. And I'm like, bitch, stop listening. And then we fight. <laughs> I, I, I have so many of them around the house that the I was teaching the other day and I told the students on the Zoom to Google something and then the Google uh, chimed up right, right next to me. I said, I didn't ask you anything. Right. <laughs> they make those exams very easy. If it, yeah. if it yells the essay question out loud, <laughs> uh, your Amazon Echoes is basically going to help them ace the course. <laughs> no, I'm not down for any of it. None of it. Uh, I don't want any of that. I want to be the only person who answers my out loud thoughts. It's about all about you. Yes, actually. Yes. <laughs> Plus, I think that guy is just like an ex the, the guy we just showed in that video. He's an extreme example of how like, yeah, you have yeah, we have this we have this new technology that's that's supposed to be helpful, and I mean it's just like when people used to complain about uh, about cable news when it first came out, like about CNN, they were complaining, oh, it was only showing uh, information or get, delivering news from a certain perspective. But in fact, it was as it was happening. You know, there was no that's, uh, no revisionism involved then. And of course, you have clarifying points coming out later as a result. And AI and Amazon Echo and, and Google Home and all these functions are, are basically the same thing. But somehow this guy was not able to process that. Right. He was trying to gotcha journalism. <laughs> like he was like, this is what you sounded like before the update. And now you sound exactly the same okay well, let me try that again this is what you sounded like before the update and this time you also said jesus see, <laughs> see my point no i don't see your point no sir. um yeah he is he upset that they updated because somebody forgot to program uh jesus's name in there like all the prophets we were missing like a prophet yeah. or two yeah. yeah it was on purpose <laughs> right Resistance to AI is not just limited to the technological flaws or how it presents answers. Here is one woman's terrifying reaction to being behind the wheel of a self-driving car. Oh, this car 
cars coming. Oh, oh, there's cars. Bill, just put me back for me controlling. Oh, dear Jesus. I could never. Ah, ah. Oh, where's it going? God damn, Bill. Oh, my God. Oh, this is so scary. My, oh, Jesus, this is my first day out and I'm, I'm about to die. Oh, come on, relax. Oh, my God, Bill. I, I couldn't do it. Oh, oh, is the car coming? Just, oh, my God, you're going to hit this. Oh, I, it's, ah! yeah, Hit the brakes, hit the oh, brakes. Oh, my right. Jesus. Now you're driving. <laughs> I wanted to see that woman in the back seat of the car and Thelma and Louise. <laughs> okay. In her defense, she sounded very drunk. <laughs> oh my gosh, she was gonna have a heart attack, and the other guy was not even trying to help. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, news flash: old person shocked by modern technology. Wow. <laughs> she, uh, needed, that's like, yeah. she needed Jesus. She yeah. called for him, but yeah. she, Jesus was like, uh-uh, this is AI. I don't, I don't do AI. That was awesome. the old Alexa before they put Jesus in there. <laughs> right, right. See if Muhammad is available or Moses. Like, I'm done. <laughs> or what? Or what's that God with the, the elephant with all those arms? Like, they just, they go, like, one operates the wheel, the other one operates the map. Like, maybe that's what she needed. My God. He was calling for the wrong deity. Oh, yeah, that is not Jesus's wheel. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That one I liked. I mean, he didn't show us anything about the smart car driving itself. He it was all about, can I get this woman to have a heart attack? And that's all it was like. I really yeah. enjoyed to seeing something about the technology of the car. I think it was less about AI and more about heart attack. What brings on a heart attack? Like, this reminds me a little, is there going to be a whole rash of these in five years of, like, terrifying your elderly family member by putting them in a self-driving car? Like, how people were, like, putting bananas next to cats and scaring the shit out of them, like, a year ago? Like, just don't do it. Don't scare your old people. Right. Remember that. I'm the one closest to her age in this group. So And, so and I'm after you. Exactly. So, no. And as I told my daughters earlier today, I was like, getting old is the goal. Like, so you can make fun of old if you want to, but without that as your goal, you, you may as well just go now. You know, that's the whole point of life, old. Nope. The whole point of life is to upload your consciousness into a robot body <laughs> to be immortal for all time and, and not feel pain. Joe, do you bleed white? I think that you're, you don't have red blood. I think it's white. I, think I, I bleed red, white, and blue like an American. <laughs> <All right? laughs> and on that note, that's our show. I want to thank Jeff Heisen, Abby Mello, Gina Brown, and Joe Gorman. But before we go, my final thought. There's a frog in the rainforest that is named after the band Led Zeppelin. It is listed as endangered, which is fitting as classic rock and its listeners are slowly becoming endangered by the sort of people who think that Bob Dylan's Friday sounds better when Rebecca Black sings it. A lot of men hate the fantasy women have of kissing a frog and having it turn into a prince. Did you know if a guy kisses a frog, it doesn't turn into a princess. Instead, the guy gets warts. 
And he finds out the hard way that if he's lonely and feeling frisky and dry humps a frog, then the neighbors will call the cops on him. At least then, thanks to his new cellmates, his loneliness will end and he can find a love unlike any he has ever experienced before. <laughs> Good night. This episode was written and hosted by Tom Myers with panelists Jeff Eisen, Abby Mello, and Gina Brown and guest Joe Gorman. Special thanks to Gary Robinson. Theme music by Euron Vandenberg. Executive producer, Tom Myers. Executive producer for IPM Nation, Matt Connerton. For more information, visit tommyers.us. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you want to listen to more of this episode, go ahead and subscribe to my Patreon. There you can get extended versions of episodes like this one, as well as bonus clips. You can even listen to regular episodes without all these pesky little ads through which you have to fast forward. Doesn't really cost that much. Plans as low as $1 a month. Go to patreon.com slash Tom Myers, spelled M-Y-E-R-S. Show the love, subscribe, show your support today. That's patreon.com slash Tom Myers. Hi, everyone. I'm Orb. I am not the official spokesperson for Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. A-A-Ron is tied up right now. Shut up, I'll untie you in a minute. Here at Oddly, we're producing some great shows. Bombing Run, where comedians compete to see who's Joker Race. And Orb's Wacky World, a talk show with a mix of comedy, uncomfortable questions, and music hosted by yours truly. When you think of comedy, think of Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y, Funny Productions. Now, how do I get out of here? Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now.